living waters would flow through this place. And that's out of Revelation chapter 22, where the living waters would flow from the fountain of God, from the temple of God, and would flow out. And there would be healing streams. There would be healing, the healing um, tree of life would be on either side, and its fruit would be there for healing. And whoever touched the waters, whoever became part of the waters, would be healed and be touched by God. That was prophesied that that would happen through this place, and that's why that's there. And then the second prophecy is that we'd be light, that we'd be lighthouses, and that this would be a campus, a lighthouse, where discipling would happen. Again, throughout the whole community and throughout the world, that people would come here and be refreshed, and that they would feel the light, receive the light, be discipled in the light of what's happening. Um, and then I want to tell you that it can't happen without the Holy Spirit. So the most important prophecy is the Holy Spirit. And I just want to share something that we all, Pastor Brenda, Pastor Denny, and I start off with the same thing, that this is a gift from God, these prophecies. They're a gift, and they've been given to us. But God expects us to take the gift that he's given us. And just like the parable of the talents, when you are given the talents... And each of us have been given a talent. Each of us have been given the Holy Spirit. If you've been born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, you've been given the Holy Spirit. Each one of us have been given something. And you are responsible to steward what you've been given. The prophecies are not just nice words and, oh, that was so cool and that's so nice. The prophecies are given so that you would do something with them. And the Holy Spirit is urging you today as he refills you today, to take that refilling and use it for the honor and glory of the king of the universe. Because what happened to the person who stewarded the talent and went and hid it away? You cannot go hide away the Holy Spirit. They were called an evil, evil servant, weren't they? You evil servant. So again, Holy Spirit is here today because you're here today. And I want to start by trying to keep it real short today because I know what's going to happen. The Holy Spirit's going to move in the altar ministry. The Holy Spirit's going to move on you. And that's where the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit will take place today in you. It will happen. It will happen. But there's a scripture in the, in the Bible, and it's in Isaiah chapter 64, verse 1. I've got it written here. And it says, oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, and that the mountains will quake in your presence. It, that is a cool prayer, that we would ask God to open and rip open the heavens and come down, and that the mountains would shake in his presence. But I want to tell you, every single one of you, that it has already been fulfilled, and it has already happened. And we don't need to pray that anymore. That was an Old Testament prayer of Isaiah. And I'm going to show it to you in the scriptures. In the scriptures, I'll start with Matthew 27, verse 50. And Jesus cried out again with a loud, agonizing voice as he was on the cross and gave up his spirit voluntarily, sovereignly dismissing and releasing his spirit from his body in submission to the Father's plan. Verse 51. And at once, the veil of the Holy of Holies, the temple, was torn in two from top 
to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks split apart. What happened is when Jesus died on the cross, the, the veil between God and man was ripped open. Rocks split violently. He rent the heavens, and he came down. And he will never leave us again. He has already done that. He's already come down. So when we pray for that, and it's a good prayer to pray. It's okay to pray, run the heavens and come down. I want you to tell, it's, tell you, though, it's already done. It's already happened. As a matter of fact, it happened in its greatest way in Acts chapter 2. Now let me go back to the baptism of Jesus Christ. For when Jesus Christ came up to John the baptizer, was baptized, he came up out of the water, and it said that the heavens opened, and God began to speak over his son, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and it said that the Holy Spirit in John, and one of the scriptures, I think it's John, there's several places, Matthew 16, 3, 16 through 17 talks about this, but actually John 1, 32 says the Holy Spirit came down on him and remained. Remained, didn't leave. The heavens became open. The power of the Holy Spirit came on Jesus. Jesus voluntarily gave up his divinity as a man living in the earth Filled with the Holy Spirit, he only did what the Father did. He only saw what the Father showed him, and he only walked in the will of the Father. Not because of he was God in the flesh. It was because of the power of the Holy Spirit upon him and his willingness to yield to that power. And then Jesus showed us that every single one of us, every single one who's been born from above, and filled with the Holy Spirit, have the exact same power that he had. And the first thing he said publicly after he received the power of the Holy Spirit, well, first he went into the wilderness and got tempted by the devil after fasting for 40 days. By the way, that's where we're going next. It's a church. We're going into fasting. Jesus received the power of the Holy Spirit. He went into a fast. We're going to receive the power of the Holy Spirit today and another anointing on you. We're going to go into a fast. Jesus fasted and prayed. Well, the enemy came after him there. But after he walked out of that place, the first public words were, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was his first message. And I'm going to tell you what that means, repent. Because the Greek word there, our English doesn't translate it well, but it says, change your thinking because the kingdom of heaven is in you. Change your thinking because the kingdom of heaven is in you. And that was fulfilled in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit came in a mighty way. And the Holy Spirit came on you in a mighty way. When you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you are now filled with the kingdom of heaven. But our issue is right here. I'm going to tell you the most closed heaven is not by God. God has open heavens over every single one of you. Every one of you have an open heaven over them right now. The only closed heaven is right here. It's you. You're the one who shuts heaven. God loves you so much that he's opened heaven. Gave you his spirit. 
in the same measure that Jesus Christ has that Holy Spirit. You have it. And so Jesus said, repent. Change the way you think. Rethink things. And begin to believe by faith that the kingdom of heaven is in you. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. I know um, Denny and I were talking the other day, and he was saying, I don't understand why I can't do all the things that Jesus did. And I said, I, I know, we should be doing all those things. We should be demonstrating it just as he did. And actually, when Jesus began to teach the, the apostles that walked with him, he gave them the power to walk in these things. But even they messed up sometimes. And they actually, Peter kind of denied him, you know. But yet when he got filled with the Holy Spirit, look what happened to Peter. Preached a message, boom, 3,000 people get saved. All of a sudden he's walking to the temple. People are getting healed because of his shadow. That's the power of the Holy Spirit doing that. But he wasn't always like that. And may, we might not always be walking right now in that power of the Holy Spirit. But I'm going to tell you that the more we yield to the power of the Holy Spirit, the more we become like Jesus. And everything that Jesus did is available to us. I'm telling you this, and I'm going to tell you this again. Everything that Jesus did when he walked on this earth is available to you because he said greater works will you do. Why? Because he goes to his Father. And the power of the Holy Spirit then comes upon us. Matter of fact, Jesus said in John chapter 14, if you believe these words or sayings of mine, the Father and I will come and live within you and manifest ourselves within you. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. Whew. Everything that Jesus did was because he was yielded to the Holy Spirit. And being yielded to the power of the Holy Spirit in him, he was able to do the works that he did. Repent. Repent. We need to walk by faith and not by sight. Because if we open our fleshly eyes, it says to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. What kind of mind would you like to have right now? Come on, I would like to have the spiritual mind. Wouldn't you guys like to have that? <laughs> Amen? The spiritual mind of Christ? But see, we walk in the carnal mind way too much. And the carnal mind then looks at the things of the world, and then we live in reaction to the things of the world because we're living in a carnal mind. But the spiritual mind does not walk by the sight. It walks by faith, and when it walks by faith, the, all the things of the Holy Spirit then become real and available to us, and we begin to walk in them. The issue why we're not walking in the things of God is not God's fault. I'll just leave it at that. See, it's the anointing that breaks every yoke. I'll put it to you this way. It's the Holy Spirit in you that breaks every bondage off of you. We can work at it. We can try in our flesh. We can say we're going to do this. We can do all this stuff. We can read our Bibles over and over again. But if we were not walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, it's just words. And so we need desperately to allow this power to flow through us, especially in these days. That's why we've been put on this earth. Mm, Pentecost, hallelujah. <laughs> Pentecost is not just a one-time thing, though. 
because again it says to be filled and to be refilled. Matter of fact, after the cha second chapter of Acts, some persecution came on those disciples, and they prayed again together, and they prayed for boldness, and the Holy Spirit fell on them again, and even a mightier, more bold way. You can continue to be filled with the Holy Spirit is what the Bible and what the Word of God shows us. And maybe what some of the problem of the church today is, not this church, and maybe not even you, but the power of maybe me is that I haven't been allowing the Holy Spirit to continually flow and reflow and refill and fill me up. And I've been filling my mind up with cardinal stuff. And instead of being filled up and overflowing with the Holy Spirit, I'm overflowing with the things of this world. And so when things don't manifest of God, it's not God's fault. It's what I look at the most is what manifests. So what I focus on, I become. And what your mind is stayed on is what you are. Let me say that again. What your mind is stayed on is what you are. Repent. Have a change of mind. For the kingdom of heaven is in you. Not really a deep message. Well, it is deep. Not a big message, I should say, by Jesus. Matter of fact, let me take an Old Testament story and illustrate this to you. Everybody know about Gideon? Everybody here, I had one hand go up. Anybody know about Gideon? <laughs> okay, I won't get into the deep story then. Most of you do. Some of you are, you can eat later. Don't think about that stuff. Whatever's on your mind because you didn't raise your hand, get it out of there now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill that mind. Repent. Repent. Change your thinking because I want you to focus today because you will be changed if you focus today. Gideon. Gideon in Judges chapter 6. I'm going to read some of these scriptures. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the Tebrath tree, which is an Ophrah, uh, which belonged to Joash, the Ebazite, um, while the, his son Gideon threshed wheat in a wine press in order to hide from the Midianites. So here's the picture. Gideon is hiding in a wine press from the Midianites and trying to make a living. How many of us basically are just trying to eke out a living? We're trying to get by. We're trying to get enough money to support our families. We're trying to just get by. This is what was happening with Gideon. Instead of being focused on God, he was focused on just making a living. Well, that's stinking thinking because it's really not focused on the Holy Spirit. None of us do that. So in chapter 12, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. Because God sees us as who we are in him. Now Gideon, first of all, what does Gideon do? He starts complaining. Now none of us have ever done this before. Gideon said to him, O my Lord, if the Lord is with us, and why has this happened to us? And where are all the miracles which our fathers told us about? And did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Oh, woe is me. And my life is so hard and all the circumstances happening to me. And boy, I know there was mighty miracles in the book of Acts, but that sure isn't happening to me. And I know that I was born again. But boy, oh, whoa, I just don't see none of the stuff of God. And I've never seen a miracle in my life. Oh. Um, none of us have ever said that. 
I have, I'm sorry, but I have sometimes. See, in First uh, Corinthians 6.19, it says that your body is the temple of the living Holy Spirit, given to you as a gift from God. And you're not your own, but you've been bought with a price. And we must then live like that. So here's the most coolest thing, though, that happened to Gideon. He began to allow the Holy Spirit to work on him. He began to let the God work on him. And this is the coolest verse in the Bible, I think, or at least for you today. Judges 6.34, And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Now I'm going to get that Hebrew word came upon means this. The Spirit of the Lord put on Gideon. Put your hand out for a minute. Okay, that's the Holy Spirit. Now, what happens when you put a glove on? Is it still your hand working through that glove? The Holy Spirit put Gideon on like a glove. Ooh. <laughs> the Holy Spirit puts himself in us. He clothes, clothes himself with our mortal bodies. But it's the power and the might of the Holy Spirit that's in us. And just like Gideon was the glove and the hand with all the power was the Holy Spirit. So the picture there is, and the Holy Spirit put on Gideon like a glove. And all these mighty acts begin to flow through Gideon. Was it Gideon that did the things? It was the power of the Holy Spirit that did the things. That's who you are. The Holy Spirit has come to live within this shell. The full power of the living God, the Spirit of the living God, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, now lives in you. And just as the Holy Spirit put Gideon on like a glove, the Holy Spirit puts you on. And now, is he going to manifest through you? See, God has given us all free will. Is he going to manifest through you? That's your choice. You can either allow the Holy Spirit to manifest through you, or you can live in the world and live in anything you want. God made you like him. He's given you free will. But I'm telling you that there already is open heavens over you, and there already is the kingdom of God in you. And here's what Jesus did with his disciples. He taught them simple lessons. And here's the greatest lesson that we could ever learn. It's in Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 and 8. Two verses. Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 and 8. Please turn there if you've got your Bibles or your um, iPhones or whatever you have. I want you to see this. Actually, turn to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. <clears throat> we'll start with uh, chapter 10, verse 1, but it's 7 and 8 that we're going to spend our time in. But Matthew chapter 10. Everybody there? Anybody not there? <laughs> Everybody's there. Okay. Matthew chapter 10. And you would tell me if you're there, right? Are you? Is anybody not out there? Because I, I, okay. 
I just see some people that are not responding to things, and I don't know. From my point of view, you should see yourself. Some of you are just... Quit look like you're sucking on a lemon. Smile. This is a good day. The Holy Spirit's going to just saturate you. <laughs> um, chapter 10, verse 1 of Matthew. And we, he called his 12 disciples to them. He gave them power over unclean spirits and cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. So what happened? First he called them. Have we been called? Then he gave him them power. What's the power? The power is the spirit. So he gave them, he called them, he gave them the power. Now here's the message for every one of us. Here is the Great Commission summed up in two verses. Verse 7, here's what we preach. And go and preach. This is Jesus telling his disciples to do this. Are we his disciples? Okay. So the message is for all of us, go and preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is in you. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Simple message. Mike, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He's in you. It's the kingdom in you. Simple message. The kingdom, the king himself, and all of the kingdom is in you. That's the message, and that's my message today. And here's the second part of what we need to do. Now we need to go and demonstrate the kingdom. So verse 8 is what we should be doing. Every single one of us who are believers, every one of us are called ministers of the gospel. So here's ministry 101. Preach, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the kingdom of heaven is in you. Two, demonstrate it by healing the sick. Cleansing the lepers, raising the dead, casting out demons, because freely you have received this kingdom, and freely give it out. Freely you've received it. Do something with it instead of burying it. Freely you have received the kingdom. Freely give it out. And if you aren't giving out the kingdom of God, it's time to get more Holy Spirit. It's time to yield to the Holy Spirit. Because this is our job. That's the job function of the church. That's the job function of the disciples. Tell everybody that the kingdom's now open to you. There's no more. Please, Lord, come out of the heavens. He's already in you. In the full measure of himself. And because he's in you, in the full measure of himself, yield to that power in you and allow him to demonstrate himself to the world through you. That's who you are in the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit power. That's the power we need to walk in. If we're going to change the world, if we're going to change ourselves, if we're going to change our families, if we're going to change this church, we're going to have to believe that the kingdom of heaven and all of its power and the king himself rules and reigns through these vessels. And that that power will be demonstrated to the whole world as we yield and allow him to flow through us. All ministry, all ministry is this. Learning to yield 
and cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Let's keep it very simple, folks. All ministry, all of your ministry is this. Yield yourself to that power in you and cooperate with that power in you. You know, the part, one of the scriptures says, don't complicate the simplicity of Christ. The gospel message is real simple. Yield to the power of the Holy Spirit in you and allow the Holy Spirit to demonstrate himself through you. And I tell you right now, the Holy Spirit, more than you want it, the Holy Spirit wants to refill himself in you. He wants to manifest himself in you. He wants to come upon you in a mighty way. And that's why we're going to try, I'm going to try to cut the, I want to keep going, but I'm, the message down, because the message is simple. The kingdom's in you. The demonstration today is going to be the infilling of his power in you. He will demonstrate himself through you. He will come on you in such a mighty way if you allow him. He will refill those who've been filled before and those who haven't been filled for the first time. Ooh, look out. <laughs> and that will be that's going to be our altar ministry here shortly. Is that he's coming, he's in the room now, he's already falling on many of you. The kingdom is already here. The issue is you, and the issue is me. The only closed heaven that I have is me. It's between my ears. And when I repent and allow my thinking to change, allow the kingdom to flow, and the power of the Holy Spirit to touch others, then I'm living in what my destiny is, what I was created for why he thought me up in my mother's womb and put me at this time and place on this earth. And the greatest thing for every one of us is to live in that destiny and purpose. Now, some of you say, well, I'm too old. Some of you say, I'm too young. Some of you say, you don't know the circumstances I lived in. Some of you say this and that. You know what? I don't see any excuse, any of those excuses flying. All he said was, preach the kingdom and demonstrate it by healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, Raising the dead, casting out demons. Freely you've received it, freely give it away. I don't see any lines in between there saying, but this or but that. There's no buts. No buts. <laughs> there ain't no buts. <laughs> Get your behind behind you. So our part in prophecy in this section of scripture, or in this section of the messages and in this section of scripture is understand that that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead wants out of you and wants to demonstrate himself through you and if we're going to do the father's will in our life it's right there in verses 7 and 8 of Matthew chapter 10 and I would suggest that you read it over and over and over and over again until you know it and until it begins your thinking. I don't know if this, do we, we put new batteries in this? Because it seems like it's starting to break, kind of. Maybe the Holy Spirit's saying, you know what? Be quiet. You're, they already got that part. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
more, more. Um, scripture tells us some things, though, I wanted to share with you. One is don't quench the Holy Spirit. And two, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Now, here's what happens. We don't understand that sometimes, but every time that we don't allow the Holy Spirit to fully flow through us, we're quenching the Holy Spirit. Every time we don't allow the Holy Spirit to freely move through us, we are grieving the Holy Spirit. Every one of us have quenched or grieved the Holy Spirit at one time or another. And if you haven't, man, why don't you come on up and preach? Because you, you got something I don't got. Um, all of us have done it. First Thessalonians 5.19 says, Do not quench, which is, means to suppress or subdue the Holy Spirit in you. Uh, Ephesians 4.30, do not grieve, means to afflict with sorrow, or to make sad or sorrowful. To make sorry or sorrowful. The Holy Spirit wants to flow through you, so why would the Holy Spirit be sorrowful in you, or be sorry that he's in you? The only way that the Holy Spirit would be sorry is because you're quenching him, or because you're not allowing him to flow. We are called not to quench and not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, everything is forgiven from God. We could call God the Father names. We can call the Holy or call Jesus names. But you know, if we ever blaspheme the Holy Spirit, what does the Bible say about that? The reason why that's there is because the power of the Holy Spirit has been given to us. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, and this is a special gift. And we cannot quench it. We cannot grieve him. And when we do these things, it's an offense to God. He created us in his image for such a time as this. But somehow, it's almost like people, we get out of heaven's glory and start thinking, well, let's see, my job, my this, my that, oh, my car, oh, I got to go on. All these things all of a sudden begin to fill our mind. Things of this world, and it says, again, the carnal mind is death. I'll repeat that. That's in Romans chapter 8, if you want to look at it. Actually, why don't you read from Romans chapter 8, verses 5, all the way through Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But in the middle of that, it says, the carnal mind is death. The carnal mind is death. But the spiritual mind is life and peace. And I want to focus on that, the spiritual mind. Amen. So, Jesus said this, seek first what? He's telling us to seek his kingdom because the kingdom is the Holy Spirit in. Seek first the kingdom of God. The kingdom brings a king with him. Seek first his kingdom. All the other stuff in our life is going to get taken care of. So what are you seeking first in your life? And if you're not, get to that point. The coolest thing about this message is that the Holy Spirit can come over and over again. That the Holy Spirit's a... A gentle dove picture, but the Holy Spirit is still there. The Holy Spirit's not going to leave you or forsake you, but the Holy Spirit's not going to act unless you yield. And we can yield at any time. Maybe we haven't been yielding in the past. Maybe we haven't been being filled in the past. But there's an opportunity today to be filled, to overflowing. And that opportunity has been presented to you by the Holy Spirit today. The Holy Spirit says, I want to move and work in them. I want to break the change of bondages. Again, it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit that breaks bondages and yokes in your life. He wants to break bondages off you and then take you and allow himself to flow through you and touch the world around you.
That's his mission. That's his purpose. Matter of fact, Jesus said it in John chapter 16 or 18 verse, or, yeah, John chapter 16, sorry, verses 13 through 15, that the Holy Spirit has come to lead you into all truth and to show you things to come. The Holy Spirit will take what is of the Father and what is of mine, which is Jesus Christ talking. So what is of the Father and what is of the Son, and he will reveal it to you and demonstrate it through you. That's the job function of the Holy Spirit, according to Jesus Christ in you. How many want that to happen in their lives? How many didn't raise their hand? <laughs> I'm sorry. But there's a lot of you just sitting there. How many would like to see that happen in their lives? Come on. And if you don't want to see that happen in your life, maybe you just need to go get in a social club somewhere. <laughs> and come on, if, if what I'm saying is not the truth, then there's something wrong. But everything I've said comes out of the Word of God. And if you don't believe it, look it up for yourself. Check it out. Be a Berean. Check out what I'm saying. Most of the time I've been using the scriptures. I want to ask you a question. What would you look like and what would you be doing if you were fully yielded to the Holy Spirit in your life? Let me say it again. What would you look like and what would you be doing if you're fully yielded to the Holy Spirit in your life? Holy Spirit wants you to take you there. Holy Spirit wants to take you there today. Holy Spirit wants to do that. He wants to say, I will flow through you. Just give me the vessel to use. I put you on like a glove, but the glove is being disobedient. <laughs> It won't let me work. This vessel is not letting me flow. Get it out of the way and let me do the work through you. You're going to enjoy it. It's going to be fun. Come on, when you're walking in your purpose and destiny, it's really a cool thing. Here's another thing that I want to share, then we're going to close. So if I could have uh, the worship team come up, and Dave, if you could take down the, their mains, not this though yet, but take down their mains a little bit, because I don't want it to be real loud, because we're going to have Holy Spirit time up here, and the Holy Spirit is going to demonstrate his power to many people today, and we're going to need some catchers today. Um, the Holy Spirit's going to come. He may take some of you right out and put you on the floor. He may knock you down. He may lift you up. He may, whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do, the Holy Spirit's going to do today, because we're going to get out of the way during the altar ministry. So this is being wrapped up with, we preach that the Holy Spirit's in you, by the kingdom of God is in you. And now it's time for demonstration. It's time for the Holy Spirit to demonstrate himself in you. So the question I have, as I start out when I said that, is, can anybody separate God the Father and God the Son from God the Holy Spirit? Is that Trinity one? So if you have all the power of the Holy Spirit living in you, is there anything that's going to separate you from the Father? Is there anything that can separate you from the Son? Yes, there is. It's you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. But really, there is nothing. Is there a demon in hell bigger than the Father? 
Is there a circumstance bigger than the Father? Is there a circumstance bigger than the Holy Spirit? No. So again, we need to change our thinking and understand the power, how much power that is that is within us that needs to be released on the earth today. Now, President Trump, you know, that's going to be fun and interesting to see, but the answer is not President Trump. The answer is the Holy Spirit in us, flowing through us. It's the church. We've got the answers. So I want you to begin to get your heart prepared to step in the flow of the Holy Spirit. I want to see yourself laying things of the flesh down. I want you to take a few moments to repent, to begin to change your thinking, and ask the Holy Spirit to come into you and into your life mightily. Invite the Holy Spirit. Invite the Holy Spirit now. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2, he said, my, word, my words did not come with power, but he actually demonstrated the power of the kingdom. His words weren't the power. It was the demonstration of the kingdom. Today, the demonstration of the kingdom in you is going to be the Holy Spirit moving in a mighty way in you like you've never had before. It might take you back to that first time you were filled. So the first thing I'd like to do is have you all stand up, if you can. And we're going to invite the power of the Holy Spirit to begin to flow in a mighty way in you. Holy Spirit, move and flow in them. Let them see this truth that the kingdom of heaven is now living inside of them. Let them understand that truth. Holy Spirit, make it real to them. And Holy Spirit, begin to mold them, shape them. Break off bondages. Break off stinking thinking. Break off anything that's not of you. Anything that's not of the Holy Spirit, leave in Jesus' name. We give this sanctuary, we give each of these people right now, into the hands of the Holy Spirit. Anything that's not of the Holy Spirit of God, go in Jesus' name. I speak life. I speak abundant life over each of you right now. And I'm going to ask the prayer team to come forward first, and I'm going to pray for them first. So if I could have those who are part of the prayer team come forward and make a line right here. Just make a line right here if you're part of the prayer team.